You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. How can we honor God with our wealth? Find out in this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Again, we are going to talk about honor God. And uh, before I do that, allow me first to have uh, to show you something. And I'm pretty sure you know this person that I'm going to show you. Kilala nyo yan? Yan, si Pope Francis. And his visit is both a religious visit and at the same time a state visit. Now, let me just say something about him. Now, setting aside the doctrinal differences between the Roman Catholic Church and the Evangelical, okay, setting that aside, I cannot help but admire this man. Why? It's because of his heart first for God and his heart for the poor. Actually, the very reason why he came here in the Philippines is he would like to see the victims of uh, Yolanda there in Tacloban. And his heart is really for the poor, and there is really something with this man. His love uh, for God, his humility, his servanthood. It's so amazing. I cannot help but really admire him. And you know what? I think among all of the Pope, siya huyong yatang kaisa-isang Pope, or first time, o maaaring, kasi well, di ko alam yung mga, mga nakalipas ba, but to my knowledge, and I hope I am correct, is the only one na nagkaroon ng confession sa isang ordinaryong priest. Alam nyo, kasi ako nag-aaral ako sa Adamson University, Catholic School, nag-masteral sa isang Catholic School in Ateneo. So, sama ako, alam ko kung ano mga pinanggagalingan ng Catholic doctrine. Okay? And we are, not, uh, we are not against Catholic. We respect religious freedom the way he also respects religious freedom in our nation and I think even in the world. Now, sa kanilang pananaw, ang Pope is actually infallible. Okay? Hindi nagkakamali. Kasi ang basihan ng Kalandakar is teaching of the Pope, tradition, and the Bible is the last. That's the last priority. So, yung pong makita na isang Pope ay nagkaroon ng confession sa isang ordinaryong priest is something, and he's sending a message that three, Romans 3.23 is correct. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. <laughs> diba? So he is not really infallible. And siya lang po yata yung uh, gumawa noong identification repentance on behalf of all the priests who committed grave abuse in their positions na nagkaroon ng mga molestation. He took the responsibility upon himself Instead of giving excuses, he took it upon himself and he asked forgiveness on behalf of those who committed molestation to their respective people. Siya yung humingi ng tawa doon sa mga taong naging biktima. And it's really an act of humility on his part. Nobody ever done that even before. And I thank God, you know, we may have some differences, but I think it is better for us to discuss our similarities rather than our differences. Amen. Anyway, kahit naman sa loob ng Christian community, may differences eh. Even the Methodists, the Baptists, the Evangelicals, and so on and so forth, they have their own differences. So instead of discussing the differences, why not discuss the similarities? Now, may kakaiba sa kanyang sinasabi, narinig ko siyang mag-preach, although of course normal na may mapabanggit siya about the Catholic doctrines. But the good thing is that he knew the gospel of God. He knew the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, and at the end of his preaching, especially in Tacloban, he shifted his message to the message of the gospel. We may not necessarily agree of his position as Pope because sabi, sa paniniwala ng, ng Roman Catholic, ang, ang mga, si Peter, ang first Pope, 
Siya raw yung pumalit kay Jesus Christ, nung umalis si Jesus Christ, at si Peter yung Pope, siya yung rock, siya yung foundation ng church. And we vehemently disagree with that because Jesus is the foundation of the church. He is the rock of all ages. Okay? At si Peter, hindi naman naging Pope in the Bible, at Jesus Christ is irreplaceable as the head of the church. It's the Jerusalem Council that was formed when Christ already went to heaven. So, but nevertheless, I cannot help really but admire him. And I do believe it is God's will for us to honor, to give honor to whom honor is due. Now, let me just read some of his, uh, some of his sayings, okay? some of his quotes. Sabi ni Pope, I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ. You know, when you use the word encounter, you will not use that unless you understand what really encounter is all about. And he used it. Actually, there are so many believers today who don't even know what's the meaning of encounter with Jesus Christ. They know attending church, but they don't know what is the meaning of encounter with Christ. A personal encounter is Christ, and when you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, of opening your spiritual eyes and understanding that Jesus Christ is the only Savior and the only Lord of your life. It's something that would revolutionize many Catholics today. And that's exactly what is happening there. The Catholic people are being amazed by this man because he's doing something that's entirely different from what other Pope does in the, or did in the past. Now, basahin pa natin. Sabi niya, with Christ as the center of your life, you will never be disappointed. Do you agree with that? Of course, yes. <laughs> that's our song. Okay? Another. Accept the recent Jesus into your life, even if you have been far away. Take a small step towards Him. He awaits you with open arms. So that's part of the gospel. He said, the world tells us to seek success, power, and money. God tells us to seek humility, service, and love. Amen. Now, regardless of our differences, as I said, let us give honor to whom honor is due. Mahal niya mga Pilipino, mahal niya mga mahihirap, and because of that, I admire him. He is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. So instead of highlighting our differences, it's better for us to just embrace our similarities. Amen. And uh, let's give God a big, big hand right now. Yes. Alam natin, let us give honor to whom honor is due, but at the end of the day, let us not forget that the ultimate glory, honor, and power must only be given to God alone. Amen. And let's give God a big, big hand for that. Praise God. And so we will continue to honor God as we go to this series, Honor God. And today we are going to talk about honor God with your wealth. During the first week, we talk about honor God with your heart because the starting point of honoring God comes from our heart. And second is honor God with your body because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to be healthy and at the same time, we need to be holy. And today, we are going to talk about honor God with your wealth. Tanungin ko po kayo, sino rito yung mga gustong yumaman, taas ang kamay? Uh, for as long as you know the reason, you have the right motive. But if you don't know the reason why you would like to be rich, and the reason that you know is just for you to be comfortable and to swim with, in money, uh, we have a problem with that. Tumayo po tayong lahat at basahin po natin sa Proverbs chapter 3. Beginning verse 9 up to 10. And then we are going to jump to Mark chapter 12. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. In Mark chapter 12, beginning verse 41 up to 44, 
And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to him, to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time and this opportunity that we can study your word. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being in our midst today. Help us to always honor the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, maupo tayong lahat. Ang question lagi is how to honor the Lord with our wealth. And so with this discussion, ways of honoring God with your wealth is answering that question. First is worship giving. Second is sacrificial giving. And third is faith giving. Allow me first to give a background on this. Okay? God is the one who said in Proverbs chapter 3, okay, honor the Lord with your wealth. Okay? Parangalan daw natin ang Diyos sa pamamagitan ng ating mga kayamanan. It doesn't matter how much or how big or how small is your wealth. That is not a hindrance for us not to honor God with our wealth. Amen. All that we have comes from God and we cannot deny that. No matter how, how good you are in producing wealth, still even that ability came from God. Amen. So, sinabi ni Lord, honor the Lord with your wealth. Doon sa Book of Mark, binasa natin kanang isang story. Okay? At dito'y nagpapakita na ang Panginoon is so interested on how we give. It's not just a story about a poor widow giving her offering. It's about the attitude on how we give. First, let's talk about worship giving. And going back to our verse a while ago, the Bible says in verse 41, and he said, he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Yung sinabi pong watch, ibig sabihin po, Jesus looked at them attentively, intently. Pinagmamasdan niya ang bawat nagbibigay. Meaning, si Lord pala concern, hindi lamang sa kung paano ka, nagtataas ng kamay at umaawit sa church at nakikinig lang sa salita ng Diyos. Concerned din pala siya sa pagbibigay mo. The fact is, Jesus is strategically positioned himself in front to see how people would give. He observed them. And he even called the disciples afterwards and used it, used the poor widow's offering as an object lesson to teach something to his disciples. So ang ibig sabihin, concerned si Lord sa ating pagbibigay. Amen? Ang tahimik ninyo ha. Alam niyo sa totoo, marami yung pastor. Pagka pinag-uusapan mo pera, medyo skeptical ho silang ituro. Yeah, kasi subject sa misinterpretation eh. Ah, kaya ituturo ng pastor yan. Kasi pagkatapos niyang ituro yan, mag-o-offering. Ah, kaya, yun, yun, kaya mga pastor, parang yung ibang mga pastor eh, medyo ilang na eh. But why should I refrain from teaching this if it is in the Bible? The fact is, money is being discussed in the Bible more than heaven and hell combined. When it comes to the topic of heaven and hell, mas marami pa ang pinag-usapan patungkol sa pera sa Biblia. That means, because God owns 
everything, He is concerned on how you will honor Him through your wealth. Amen? Now, sabi ron, sa verse 42, a poor widow, say poor widow. Hindi humayaman, ibig sabihin nun, poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which make a penny. Yung two small copper coins, okay, yung 64 pieces ng copper coins na yun, ang yun ang po ang halaga ng sweldo ng isang ordinaryong empleyado sa mga panahong yun. Andyan po kayo. Magkano na ba ngayon ang minimum wage? Ha? Hindi mo alam, manager ka eh. Hindi <laughs> ka minimum. Okay. Pero more or less, yun na. Sama yung sabi nyo. <laughs> yun na yung minimum wage. Okay. Ibig sabihin, yung 64, yun yung sa isang araw. Sa isang araw yun ha. Siya, dalawa lang ang meron siya. Mahirap ba mayaman? Ay talagang mahirap. Now, out of that, tignan natin, maaaring sabihin natin, eh, paano kaya siya magbibigay? Now, halimbawa, lumapit sa inyo yung poor widow na ito humingi ng counseling. Ha? Halimbawa lang, tinanong sa iyo, ah, palagay mo, magkano kaya ang ibibigay ko sa offering box? Anong ipapayo nyo? Ha? Bakit hindi kayo makakibo? Anong ipapayo nyo sa poor widow na ito? May two small copper coins. Anong ipapayo nyo pag nagtanong siya, magkano kaya ang pwede kong ibigay sa offering box? Anong sasabihin niyo? Yung honest ha, maging honest kayo. Sino nagsasabing isa? Taas kamay. Kasi alam nyo na story eh. <laughs> Ako personally, sasabihin ko, abay, ibigay mo yung isa, yung isa sa'yo para merong mamatira. Para makauwi ka pa eh, wala kang pabasahe. O baka hindi ka pa kumakain. Ha? The common sense, ibigay mo yung isa at yung isa itago mo sa'yo. Di ba? Tama ba? Oh, kita nyo, ma-agree kayo ngayon, kanina hindi kayo magtaas ng kamay. Sinasabi ko na sa inyo, yung lagi kayong gusto nyo, tama at sagot ninyo eh. Hindi masamang magkamali. Okay. Ang ibinigay niya ay dalawa, ibig sabihin, hindi 50%, 100%. Now, ang tanong ko, hiningi ba ni Lord sa kanya yung 100%? There was no clear evidence. But out of the conviction of her heart, she gave 100%. Why? She gave 100% because that's what's in her heart and that's her heart for the Lord. Andyan po kayo. Remember that honoring God starts from the heart. Probably she already prepared herself and probably answered in her mind the questions, how can I eat afterwards? Siguro inisip niya, kung wala man akong kakainin, it's alright. This is part of my sacrifice to the Lord. In her conviction, gusto niyang ibigay lahat. Iniisip niya, eh, kahit naman itong two copper coins dito, maaaring baka chiclet na lang ang pwede ring mabili. Sasakripisyo ko na. I would rather put my trust in God. Now, ang pinag-uusapan natin dito is worship giving. Today, look at me. I'm not asking you, and please don't misinterpret me. Hindi ko sinasabi sa inyo na ngayong araw na to o sa susunod, kung magkano yung laman ng inyong bulsa ay 100% niyong ibigay pag dumaan yung offering bag dito. Okay? Please, huwag kayong umuwi mamay. Sabi ni Pastor, 100% daw dapat ibigay. Hindi na ako babalik doon. God is not asking for 100%. Actually, God is asking only a portion of that amount. 
Malakay treat and bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Say, storehouse. That there may be food in my house, in the house of the Lord. Ano yung sabihin ng tithe? Bakit pag tayo pinag-uusapan, hindi kayo makasagot? It means 10%. Okay? Ano ang dahilan? The practical reason is this. So that there may be food in my house and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessings. Now, there is a practical reason, but far greater than that practical reason is a spiritual reason. Ano yung practical reason? Imagine ninyo, nararamdaman nyo iba yung aircon dito? Nakikita ba ninyo ako? Kasi may ilaw. Pag tayo naputulan ng ilaw, <laughs> hindi tayo magkikita. Bakit hindi nyo marinig ito boses ko? But we give, it's more than that reason. More than the seat that you are using right now. Dahil kung walang pera, hindi mabibili yan. Okay? Kung walang pera, hindi tumapalagyan ng carpet, wala tayong stage dito, wala tayong television, wala tayong ilaw, everything. There's nothing. More than that, yung individual accountability natin sa harapan ng Diyos is that with our wealth, we have to worship God. Giving our tithe is our worship to the Lord. So it's more than paying the electricity bills, more than construction, more than anything else. That is our personal commitment with God because God, we have what you call God's covenant of blessing. You cannot just take this promise 50% and left and leave the, the other 50%. That's not the way to take hold of God's promises. The promise is this, See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. Yung iba kinukuti to, yun na lang sa dulo. Ayaw yung sa taas. They are taking the word of God 50% only. Okay? But this is the promise of the Lord. Although there is an application in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, this is in the law. Meaning, people really are to give because they are compelled by the law. They must give it. It's a law. Sabihin ninyo, law. Okay. In the New Testament, it's high. May higher wisdom. In the Old Testament, it's part of the law. That's why people somehow are really compelled by the law to give. But here, in the New Testament, it has a different Application, we have liberality in our generosity. We give on the basis of grace. We give not because of the law, but because of the love that we have for God. It's another way of saying, Lord, thank you. Imagine ko yung anak ko, binigyan ko ng, binigyan ko ng, halimbawa, ng rebisco. Tapos sabi ko, anak, pwede pangin ka praso lang? Yes, daddy naman. Hindi siya madamot. Bakit? Sa akin galing yun eh. Right? Are you there? Ano mararamdaman nyo kung limbang binigyan nyo ng, ano boys, rebisco? Wayo nyo naman, o skyplakes. Tapos sumigay yung kapraso. Anak, pwede mo pangin yung kapraso? Ayoko, ako na lang ito eh. Parang, ako nagbigay niyan. Di ba? Giving our 10% is another way of saying, Lord, thank you for your blessing in my life. On the first place, I, I cannot give you this 10% if I don't have the 100%. And that 100% came from you. 
God is just asking for something that really belongs to Him. The 10% does not belong to Him. But you see, every time we give, there's no gun put on our head. We have the freedom to give or not to give. Why? Because God is giving us the freedom to do what we want to do, whether we would like to honor God or we just would like to keep it to ourselves. Giving, while it is true that it is a responsibility, but I believe it is more of a privilege and an opportunity. Alam nyo ba yung, halimbawa, gusto nyong mabasa ng ulan. Okay? Mananatili ba kayo sa loob ng bahay? Kung umulan man, mababasa ka ba o hindi? Simple lang yung tanong ko, sagutin nyo naman. Dali lang yun, hindi pa ako nagtatanong talaga ng tunay. Okay? Kung gusto mong mabasa ng ulan, mananatili ka ba sa loob ng bahay? Okay. Anong gagawin mo? Very good. Lalabas ka ng bahay. Bakit? Yun ang pinaka-strategic position para ikaw ay mabasa ng ulan. Sino? Sino ang magpapaulan? Ikaw ba? Sino? Si Lord. Pero kahit paulanin ni Lord, kung wala ka sa labas ng bahay, hindi ka rin mababasa. God would like to give you a shower of His blessing. But if you are not in a strategic position, you will not experience that blessing. Giving your tithe is a strategic position where you can stand. Dahil nilalagay mo yung isang sarili, ang sarili mo sa kalagayang, ikaw yung mapagpapala ng Diyos. Blessings or blessing or blessings are not something that we can earn. There's nothing that we can earn out of our own. It is God's grace on our lives. So pagbibigay mo ng tithe sa Panginoon, it's not a product, it's or it's not, I should say, hindi yan yung in-earn mo, ah, Lord, nakilakalang pagpalain mo ako, ha? nagbigay ako. Ha? Hindi yan, hindi yan ganun. We, we cannot earn the blessings of God, but we can strategically position ourselves so that when the blessings of God are flowing, certainly, mababasa ka ng ulan. Amen? Eh, pastor, ambun lang yung sa akin ngayon. Abay, dapat pasalamat ka pa rin, ha? Ambunan ka ng pagpapala ng Panginoon. Ay talagang ganun, minsan ay may bagyo. Minsan naman ay malakas ang ulan, minsan naman ay ambun lang. Ay minsan naman ay ulap lang. Ay matyaga kang magantay. Because ang pagpapala ng Panginoon is not really something that we can earn. It is God's prerogative. That is why when we are being blessed, it is on God's terms, it is in His own time, and it is in His own ways. You cannot dictate God what to do. Hindi mo pwede sabihin, Lord, ha, bukas kailangan anja dyan ha. Gusto ko ng refrigerator bukas. Bukas! Bukas! Kapalborila. <laughs> it is in His own time, in His own terms, and in His own way. Lord, nakilakilang pagdating ko ng 28 years old ako, kailakilang makita ko na yung pakakasalang ko. Eh, kapipilit mo, hindi pa panahon ni Lord. Eh, kaya kung saan ka napupunta. Now, Yes, giving our 10% is our way of honoring God with a 100% because the 90% is also being sanctified. When you give the 10%, 90% is also being sanctified. 10% belongs to the Lord. Do you agree? Yeah, kasi nasa Bible eh. <laughs> Wala tayong magagawa dun. Now, how about the 90%? Kanino yan? <laughs> Medyo mahirap-hirap na yung tanong. 
Kanino ang 90%? Hindi <laughs> makasagot yun. Mag-iisip. Baka magkamali ako, magalit ako katabi Listen to me very carefully. 10% belongs to God, but the fact is, 100% belongs to the Lord. God owns everything. Wala tayong pupwedeng ariin sa buhay na ito, pati damit natin, lahat yan pag-aari ng Panginoon. Amen. But with the 90%, God is just actually in trust. He is making us a trustees. We are being entrusted with the 90%. Still, God owns 90%, pero pinagkakatiwalaan tayo ng Panginoon for us to buy what we need. Amen. Alam ni Lord, kailangan mong kumain. Alam ni Lord, kailangan mong mag-bide ng tuition fee ng anak mo. Alam ni Lord, kailangan mong tutulugan mo. And God takes pleasure in the prosperity of His people. God would like you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Amen. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Masaya yan. Kasi may pera siya ngayon. Ha? Yeah! Nakapunta ka nga dito, nakabayad kang pamasahe. Ha? Sabi may pera ka. With what you have, honor the Lord. Okay? 90% kay Lord pa rin yan, pero pinagkakatiwala sa'yo, ngayon, bilang katiwala, what should be your attitude? Hindi mo sabihing, akin to, gagawin ko kahit anong gusto kong gawin dito. Just like the attitude of the prodigal son. Alam niyo yung prodigal son? Nung kinuha niya yung mana niya sa kanyang ama, in-spend niya yun sa walang mga kapararakang bagay kasi siya naghirap na kahit ang pagkain ng baboy, gusto niya ng kainin dahil walang-wala na siya. Pinagkatiwalaan tayo ng Panginoon. Doon sa 90% na yan, doon, papasok yung iyong pananalangin at pagpaplano, Lord, paano ko ba gagastusin itong 90%? Bakit mo pinapanalangin? Kasi pag-aari ni Lord yan, pinalagay lang sa iyong kamay. So, bago ka mag-spend, mag-iisip ka, hindi dahil i-spend ka dahil sale sa mall. Ang nagdidikta ng pag-spend mo yung mall. Pag sinabi na kita may malaking nakalagay, sale! Ayun na! Yun ang nagdidikta sa atin. O, kahit ang dami-dami pong, dami pong, dami pong gamit, bili ka lang kasi sale. Eh, ito tell you honestly, every month to may sale. Okay, hindi mo nawawalan mo ng sale. Strategy ng mulyan para you get, you get crazy. <laughs> Spending. Pero bago pa dumating yung sweldo, ubus na. Now, therefore, if you know how to honor God in 10%, if you know God to honor God in your 90% by being a good steward, you will honor God in your 100%. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. Church, I'm not doing a finance seminar. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to talk about the investment or invest in stocks or save in at the bank. Kayo na huyan, kaya bahala kayo, nasa 90% yun eh. Now, kung gusto niyong maging generous pa sa ibang tao, you would like to support a cause. Halimbawa, yung ating mga missionaries, yung ating mga campus ministers, yung ating building, etc., etc., o may nakita ka isang tao na tuwa ka sa kanya, gusto mo siyang i-bless, o nakita mo isang mahirap na tao, walang pagkain, gusto mong i-bless yung pamilya. It's up to you. That's your freedom. 10% belongs to the Lord, and but still honor God in the 90% because God still owns it. And it's an issue of stewardship. And therefore, once you do that, we honor the Lord with 100% of our wealth. Amen. Let's give God a hand once again.
Okay. Second is sacrificial giving. Say sacrificial giving. Let's go back to Mark 12. Sabi ng verse 4 to 3, And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. Say, more. Okay. Poor widow ito ha. There were so many rich people at that particular moment giving, with, giving the offering box greater amount. Pero ano sabi ni Jesus? This widow has put in more. More than all those who are contributing in the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. Yung tira-tira lang ng pera nila, yun ang ibinigay ng mga mayayaman. But she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. It's actually a sacrificial giving. Dahil handa siyang hindi kumain sa araw na yun, mag-worship lang niya si Lord. It's a sacrificial giving. According to R.A. Cole, Tyndale New Testament Commentary, it is well to remember that God measures giving not by what we give, but by what we keep for ourselves. Another quotation by James Edwards, The value of gift is not the amount given, but the cost to the giver. Another A. Block, he said, God measures the gift by the sacrifice involved. You know why God is encouraging us to give our sight to Him and to be generous as well? Is to combat the sin of covetousness. Say covetousness. For you to combat anger, you must learn how to love and forgive, right? For you to combat pride, you must learn how to humble yourself. But for you to fight covetousness, you must learn how to give and to be generous. And because God cares cares about our character more than what we can possibly give. He would like us to fight and to combat against covetousness. Alam nyo, because of the fallen nature of men, we have all the tendency na unahin natin yung sarili natin at na maging covetous. Ano ba sa Tagalog yung covetous? Alam nyo ba ibig sabihin nun? Covetous. Covetous. Thou shall not covet. Oh, naintindihan nyo na. Ano yung sa Tagalog yon? Covet. Oh, wag kang mangangamkam. Oh, wag kang magiging sakim. Yun. Oh, gahaman sa pera. Greediness. Okay. Pag-imbot? <laughs> Alam ko, imbot, ganun. Okay. Balik tayo. <laughs> Huwag tayong maging sakim o maging kovetus. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's property. Parang ganyan, okay? Yung hindi puro sa sarili, akin yan, akin yan. Kaya may problema tayo sa pamumuno sa ating bayan dahil marami, ganyan eh. Akin yan, akin yan. Ayaw ni Lord na yung kanyang mga anak ganun. Lagi sila, it's better to give than to receive. You know what? The reward of the Lord, the rewarding is on those who give, not on those who receive. If you would like to be blessed more, it's not on the receiving, but on the giving. Because that's the principle of God. Baliktad sa mundong ito. Dito sa mundong ito, kung gusto mong yumaman, ayang pera ng opisina mo, kunin mong lahat, dayain mo ang resibo. Kunin mong lahat, sayo, sayo. Sak- sakainin mo lahat. Ganyan. Okay? Sa mundo, ganyan. Pero sa, sa Panginoon, learn how to give. Be generous. 
Be generous. Para tayo, hindi tayo, because money is a potential God. We cannot serve God, both God and money, but we can serve God using money. Amen. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money itself, but the love of money. Ano ba yung ibig sabihin ng love para paano malalaman yung isang tao ay may love for money? Yung bang lagi niyang iniisip, akin to, at ayokong magbigay, pinaghirapan ko to, pinagpawisan ko to, akin to. Kung ano yung meron siya, hindi pa kontento, gusto pa kunin yung sa iba. Pagka nakakita ng ibang taong nabibless, naiinggit sila. Hindi sila masaya para sa ibang taong nabibless dahil hindi naman sila yun. Gun po yung mga palatandaan ng isang tao may spirit of covetousness. But look, Paul gave an illustration in the life of the Macedonian churches. Sabi ng 2 Corinthians 8, beginning verse 1. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God. Say, grace of God. That has been given among the churches of Macedonia. Anong ibig sabihin daw yung grace of God sa mga Macedonia? Ano yung naging expression ng grace ni Lord sa kanilang buhay? Ito yon. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, anong kalagayan daw ng Macedonian churches? Severe test of affliction. Hindi lang affliction. But, or, but it is a severe test of affliction. Hindi lamang poverty, but extreme poverty. Alam natin, ibig sabihin ng poverty, hindi ba kahirapan? Eh, yun ay extreme pa. Pero tingnan ninyo, yung ba ay hadlang para hindi sila makapagbigay sa cause of God? For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, ang motibo ni Paul, bakit kaya yung sinasabi sa mga taga-Kurinto? Eh, about, about, about sa uh, Macedonian churches yan, kasama yung Philippian church do sa Macedonian churches. Bakit kaya niya kinukwento? Kasi alam nyo, ang mga taga-Kurinto, ito sa atin lang ah. Ano pagsasabi? Ang mga taga-Kurinto, mayayaman sila. Hindi sila yung maitutulad sa mga ordinary masses of people na walang pera. Most of the time. Sila, mayayaman sila, katunayan, gifted nga sila ng Holy Spirit, marami silang gifts of the Holy Spirit, but to be gifted does not necessarily mean to be generous. There are so many anointed people, but not really generous. Andyan po ba kayo? Ang Corinthians, sina-challenge ni Paul. Para niyang sinasabi, indirectly, ang yayaman ninyo, kuripot nyo. In a way, ganyan sinasabi niya, ang yayaman ninyo, Pero hindi mo lang kayo makasuporta. Pero tingnan nyo ang Macedonian churches. Tapos severe test of affliction sila. In extreme poverty. And yet overflowing in the grace of God. That's why it welled up in rich generosity. Ajan po kayo. Pinagmamalaki ni Paul ang mga Macedonian churches. Kahit sila may hirap, puno ng pagso, bakit nag-uumapaw pa rin ang kanilang pagbibigay? It's because of the grace of God that operates in their life. At bakit nag-operate yung grace ni Lord sa buhay nila? Because they were honoring God in their heart. Nasubukan niyo na ba yung sitwasyon na, Lord, gusto kong i-bless yung tao na yan, kaya lang wala akong pera ngayon. Bless mo ako, Lord, so I can bless that person. So the grace of God would operate in your life because you are honoring God in your heart. Remember, honoring God starts from the heart. Adyan po kayo. I don't know about you, pero minsan ako mayroong karanasan na, Lord, I would like to bless this person. 
but I am not in a position to bless him. And when God blessed me, God reminded me, anak, di ba sabi mo? Pag blinis kita, bibless mo yung tao na yan. And so I was reminded. So I blessed the person. So it starts here. Are you there? So it starts with the desire of our heart. And so the Macedonian church would like to support the ministry of Paul in his missionary journey. He would like to, they would like to support the saints who are in need of the gospel. And so kahit sila may hirap, they understood very well the cause of God, the purpose of God. So provisions followed the purpose of God. Bilines sila, kaya nakakapagbigay sila kahit na, na sila ay mahihirap. Adyan po kayo. For they gave according to their means. Okay, isa ito ha. They gave according to their means. You cannot give something you don't have, right? So makapagbibigay ka ayon sa kakayanan mo, pero tingnan nyo, tuloy natin. As I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord. Ibig sabihin, hindi lamang ayon doon sa kakayanan nila na nagbigay sila, that's good, pero hindi sila nakontento doon. Nagkaroon sila ng extra effort. They walk the extra mile in order to give. That's why Paul was actually boasting for these people. For us to understand what really sacrifice is all about at makuha natin ito, tingnan natin, ano magkano ito? Ha, two, uh, 200 pesos, right? Pag nagpunta ka sa mall, gusto mong mamili, malaki ba yan? Wala nakakita, ang ganda ng Levi's ha. I have 200 pesos. <laughs> ha, kabili ka ba? Ha, malaki ang amount na yan, maliit. Maliit. Pero pag nasa church ka, may 200 pesos ka at offering time, bibigay... Malaki to. <laughs> ang talong ko, ang 200, malaki, maliit. O, pagka may opening na, malaki to eh. Maghahanap ka ng smaller bills. O, katamu na. Nagbavari, bakit? Dahil ang iniisip mo, yung mawawala sa'yo, hindi yung maibibigay mo. Nanood na ba kayo ng sine? Gano'ng katagal ang sine? Dalawang oras, Right? Misan umahaba pa pagka maraming infomercial o commercial o maraming mga trailer, di ba? Tapos na yung pelikula, relax-relax pa kayo sa loob, ayun yung pang lumabas, kain ka, kain ka pa ng popcorn. Pero sa church, one and a half hours lamang, pag sumobra na isang minuto yung pastor, naguunahan sa pagtakbo dun. Sabi, lugi ko eh. Sumobra na ng isang minuto si pastor. Lugi ko. Sounds funny, but it's true. Eh yung nanonood ng Alaska versus San Miguel. Alam nyo, uh, confess ko na sa inyo, sa ngayon, uh, sa ngayon, Alaska ako. Kasi si Alex Compton, eh, nag-testify sa church namin sa Galeria before, when I was in Victory Galeria, Ortigas. Siya po'y believer. So, Alaska ako ngayon. Uh, saka na ako sa hine, probably. <laughs> okay. Eto, pagka nanonood ng basketball, yeah, yeah. Woo! Alaska! Hinebra! Sige, pagdating sa church, kumakanta. <laughs> Bakit? Ba- hindi ka makakanta. Nahihiya ako, ang daming tao. Could you imagine? Bakit pagka para sa Panginoon, tinitipid natin? Ayaw mo mag-spend ng mas mahabang oras. Tingin ka lang tingin sa sarilo habang preaching time. Tagal naman matapos. Pag sabi ng pastor, Amen, nandun ka na si Jollibee. Oh my. Tuloy lang alang natin. Lastly, is faith giving. So Mark chapter 12 verse 44. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of, out of her poverty has put in everything. Say everything. 
everything she had, all she had to live on. Ang babaeng ito was not just giving. He was actually acting in faith. Why? Because she was believing that her giving would not cause her death, but that her giving would just cause her to be blessed. Anything that is not of faith is sin. So when you give, make sure you operate in faith. You are believing God for something. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So ang babaeng ito, nagbigay siya, paano yung wala na siyang kakainin? In her mind, God will provide for me. Amen? Because ang pagbibigay ay isa ring pagtatanim. So it's not just a responsibility, but a privilege and an opportunity for us to harvest more. Alam nyo, ay isang magsasakang matalino, hindi pupunta sa kanyang bukid, ililayhans yung kanyang bukid, sabi, in Jesus' name, next month I will have a great harvest. Pagkatapos, nagtanim ka ba? Hindi. No one in his right mind would do that. Even the poorest and the unknowledgeable farmer will not do that. Pwede mo lang ilayhans yung bukid mo at sabi mong next month I will have a harvest kung ikaw ay nakasigurong ikaw ay nagtanim ng buto, ng binhi. Amen? At sino ang nagpo-provide ng binhi sa atin? Si Lord. Maraming sabihin niyo na ako naman, ang dami-daming giving dyan sa Victory Alabang. Ano ang magagawa ay we are creating more opportunities for you to be blessed by God. Everything is being done here in a voluntary basis. Sabi ng Bible, 2 Corinthians 9.8, and God is able to bless you. Sabi nyo, God is able. God is able to bless you. Come again. Abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Okay. Ikita nyo yung good work. Sabi nyo, good work. That's the design of God for us. He would like us to do good work. He bless us so we can be a blessing. You know what? We are in a better position to do good work if you have the resources. Amen? May gusto kang may sakit na dalawin, wala kang pamasahe, makakadalaw ka. Gusto mo siyang bigyan ng pagkain, gusto mo siyang bigyan ng prutas. Mabibigyan mo ba kung wala kang pera? Hindi. Wali ba kung <laughs> mangungupit ka ng prutas? You are in a better position to bless other people once you are blessed. God would like us to do good work. Kapag ka mayroong bagyo, may mga nasalanta, nag-uunahan ng mga tao, mga tao rito, tumutulong at nagbibigay ng mga goods para sa mga may hirap na nadiktima ng bagyo. Because God placed them in that position. So yun po yung dahilan. Maraming gustong yumaman, bakit? Eh gusto ko kasi maging komportable ang buhay ko para pagtanda ko, hindi na mahirapan yung mga anak ko. Hanggang ganun lang, pinood. God would like you to be rich, not just for you to be comfortable, but for you to be used by God to make others comfortable. Amen? God designed us in that way. Bakit ako kinakailangan gamitin? Pwede naman i-bless ni Lord yung isang taong yun na directly. Yes, kaya ang gawin ng Diyos yan. Pero it is also God's prerogative. Kung ang gusto niya, sa pamamagitan mo, i-bless mo siya. Amen? So that thanksgiving will overflow. Other people will thank God because of you. So, sabi ron, so that in all things, at all times, all times, sabi niyo all times, having all that you need, you see, God would like you to have your daily bread. 
what you need. You will abound in every good work. E-in building phase 2 is a good work. Real life, yung mga may hirap na mga kabataan, pinag-aaral natin ng libre, pati baon nila, pinuprovide natin, allowance sa sinal, libro nila, everything that they need, pinuprovide natin lahat yun. That is a good work. Amen. Lahat ng mga bagay na ginagawa natin dito is a good work and that's part of God's purpose. Helping the poor is part of the good work and God would like us to take part on this good work. The mere fact that God is doing a good work in us and He is going to complete it until the day of Christ, I don't see any reason why we cannot do good works to others. And so, God will also provide the seed. The problem is, you eat your daily bread, you also eat your seed. Yung pinaprovide sa'yo nilo, para kainin mo, kinakain mo, and that's good. God would like you to enjoy life. God would like you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Pero yung dapat ay pantanim mo, itanim mo, wag mong kainin. Kasi si Lord pa rin naman ang nag-provide nun. Sabi ng 2 Corinthians 9.10, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God is the supplier. Sinusupply niya yung daily bread mo, sinusupply din niya pati yung pangsaw mo. Kaya lang minsan ang problema, pati yung pangsaw natin, kinakain natin. And yet, nililihans natin yung bukid in Jesus' name, magkakaroon ng harvest next month. The question is, have you planted the seed? Does it make sense? Now, the ultimate reason why we give is not because other people needs it. The ultimate reason why we give is because not because we would like more, although we can experience that. The ultimate reason why we give is this, this is a mere response to what Jesus Christ did. Mark 10.45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Christ gave His life for us as a ransom. The, redemptive, the, the, the redeeming sacrifice was done by Jesus Christ. Christ expressed not just total generosity, but total sacrifice when he died on the cross. Because God would like to provide for us our ultimate need as a human being. That is our salvation and our eternal life. If God can provide our eternal life and salvation, how much more your daily bread? And the reason why we give is because that is our response.